Wednesday, January 3rd, 2019. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City here in Denver, Colorado. You know, we get together every single weekday. We talk sports, but we don't do it in the normal fashion. We prefer to do it with a dose of common sense. Hopefully, we can make you smile once or twice. We are happy to have you here with us today. Happy Thursday to you. How was that first day back to work yesterday? I know a lot of people had Tuesday off, and then yesterday, we all had to go back to work. Was it a little rough? I mean, how many times did you end up writing down the wrong year? I know I'm going to be doing that until June. Hopefully, your first day back to work after the holidays wasn't too rough and you were able to get back on track. Hey, if you'd like to contact us, maybe let us know how bad going back to work sucked for you. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosesports at gmail.com or go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at dailydosesports. Maybe you've got a comment or a suggestion. Maybe you have a question that is pressing that you feel needs an answer feel free to reach out. We would love to hear from you. Also, be sure you stop by tpublic.com where you can pick up the latest in Daily Dose gear. Yes, we do have some Daily Dose gear over there. If you need a t-shirt, need a hoodie, need a sweatshirt, maybe you need a cover for that cell phone. Hey, don't go out and break your cell phone. Make sure you stop by tpublic.com, search Daily Dose, scroll down until you see our logo and you can pick up whatever gear it is that you need over there. Hey, today on the show, we do have something a little bit different for you this week. We have some things, you know, we need to take care of. It's a holiday week still, but never fear because we have some of the best of the daily dose for you this week. Today, we are flashing back to March of 2015. We are checking out some daily dose episodes from back then. Today on the show, we're going to be looking at some NFL news. One major league baseball team actually got something right. It might be a little bit surprising if you know us here at The Dose, but they did. They got something right. And we look at the top five Daily Dose March Madness rules that you should always follow. You know how there's some unwritten rules in different sports? There are actually some March Madness rules that always need to be followed, but you might not be aware of them. We make you aware of those today. So sit back, relax, enjoy a throwback episode of The Daily Dose. Wednesday, March 25th, 2015, you are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, sports writer from Denver, Colorado, coming to you on a snowy, blustery day, which is funny because, you know, just yesterday, it was almost 70 degrees here in Denver, Uh, but today, we've got cold, we've got wind, we've got snow, it is springtime in the Mile High City, that's just what you get. Hey, just so you know, we release a new podcast every single Wednesday. And we bring you just a little bit different of an outlook on the world of sports that you're not going to get anywhere else. Uh, you can download the podcast on iTunes. Uh, if you're not an iTunes person, you can get it on Stitcher. You can go to podcastdirectory.com. Couple different ways that you can get it. Uh, by the way, if you do enjoy the podcast, please, please, please go to iTunes. Give us a review. Give us that five-star rating. Uh, you know, make up some good lies and, and, and say how much you like it. Feel free to use phrases like uh, greatest podcast in the history of the world, uh, Clint Daly is a genius, things like that. It means a ton to us if you can go on there and you can get that rating and review on there. Helps us get into the new and upcoming podcast. Would appreciate that so much. If you would like to contact me, a few different ways you can do so. Twitter handle is at Daily Dose Sports. That is D-A-L-Y. Don't throw in those extra vowels. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Daily Dose Sports as well. And we do have a website. If you haven't checked out the website, I would encourage you to do so. It is dailydosesports.wordpress.com. You can find the podcast there. You can find some articles there. You can find some polls there. You can find a few different things that you won't get anywhere else. 
Uh, so we had to make sure we get that info out to you. This week on the podcast, we have a few different things. Obviously, as, you know, as usual, we've got some breaking news and some things like that coming out. We're going to discuss March Madness. We're going to preview that Sweet 16 that is coming up. It has been a fun tournament. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Got some NFL moves that you might not be aware of that we want to discuss. Going to take a look at the NBA a little bit. And as usual, we do have a very special Daily Dose top five that you don't want to miss. Uh, that is a very, very popular segment. I swear I get more feedback about the top five every single week than I do anything else. March Madness. It, it, it has been a lot of fun. We're going to get started here uh, tomorrow, going with some more games, getting into the Sweet 16. And, and like I said, we will get you ready for that. It's been a fun tournament. Few things that are coming out today. The New York Jets in NFL news, the New York Jets, you know, they have this rivalry going with the New England Patriots, which is kind of odd. Because uh, it is a rivalry, and at the same time, the Jets never win, so I don't know how much of a rivalry it really is. But the Jets the Jets have filed a tampering charge against the Patriots based on uh, Patriots owner Robert Kraft, who at this point I think just runs the NFL. Uh, he says that Robert Kraft made some comments Monday about Darrell Rivas. Robert Kraft, uh, Patriots owner, speaking in, in those uh, owners' meetings down in Phoenix, says, I speak as a fan of the New England Patriots. We wanted to keep him. And uh, the Jets say that this was a move uh, because, remember, the Patriots had filed tampering charges against them, so we've just got kind of a back-and-forth thing going on. I, it, it's it truly, it really, it's insane what is going on right now uh, with between the Jets and the Patriots. Keep an eye on that and see if that goes anywhere. I doubt that it will because I think, I believe, Patriots owner Robert Kraft kind of runs the NFL. Um, hey, here's the big news, though. Here is the big, big news coming out today. Apparently... The Milwaukee Brewers are going to introduce the next big baseball food. It is going to hit Miller Park this season, and it is called Inside the Park Nachos. And what this is, this is a stick of beef loaded with refried beans, rolled in Doritos, and deep fried and drizzled. You have nachos on a stick, deep fried. Do you understand how amazing this is? Deep fried nachos on a stick coming to the Milwaukee Brewers home park at Miller Park this baseball season. I got to be honest. And, and, and you know, if you listen to the show much, you know I, I'm not a huge, huge baseball fan. I, I think that that league has some issues. I enjoy the game itself, but I think Major League Baseball kind of gets it wrong more than this time. We're finally getting something right. We're finally getting something good in Major League Baseball. Now, I'm not in Milwaukee. Uh, I'm obviously in Denver, so that's a little bit of a problem. And some of the food we serve here at Coors Field is is not quite that. But you know, this not only are they serving this, it's got four different types. You've got uh, the chorizo, you've got Italian, Polish sausage, uh, bratwurst. You've got a couple different ways to go about this. Nachos on a stick, deep fried. How does it get any better than that? One one thing that I I would I would uh, throw out there to just have a little hesitation about. Remember what we talked about previously. The average baseball watcher, the average baseball fan is upwards of 50 years old. Don't kill them off just yet. Let's talk about March Madness because it has been a fun tournament. There have been close games. We've seen some overtimes. We've seen a couple upsets. We've seen some big shots. But you know what we don't have? We, I, I don't feel like we truly have this year. That's a little bit different. That's a little bit odd to me. I don't feel like we have... Any Cinderella stories? I don't feel like we have any real underdogs left. I, uh, there's a couple. I mean, everybody, I guess, is an underdog to Kentucky. 
Kentucky is the is the huge you know landslide favorite. But do we really have any Cinderella stories? I mean, is is Wichita State a Cinderella story? I I understand uh, that Wichita State you know is a what a seven seed, but are they really a Cinderella story? They were in the Final Four what two years ago. I, I'm not sure Wichita State you know fits that bill. Uh, Xavier, Xavier is, is another team. That you might look at and say, well, you know, Xavier's a little bit further down and, and maybe we didn't see them coming quite as much, but it's not, I mean, they were a six seed. It's not like they're a, a true Cinderella. They were in the elite eight, like, like two or three times. They've been to the sweet 16 multiple times. Xavier kind of has a, its little niche of being that team that, that kind of gets in. Gonzaga. I know Gonzaga has never been past the elite eight, but Gonzaga's not a, not a true underdog. It's not like they're a Cinderella story. We kind of expect uh, the Zags to to be there and, and at least be in the thick of it. I mean, the the lowest seeds that we have, like UCLA. UCLA is an eleven, but it's UCLA. They're not a Cinderella. Uh, they're they're the winningest you know program in in the in the country. So UCLA is not really. We don't have that this year. I, I think the closest, I don't know, Utah. Maybe Utah. Utah's going up against the big dog this week. I get they're not really Cinderella. They were they, I mean they were in the runner up uh, just back in '98. They went to the championship game. Uh, same thing with North Carolina State. North Carolina State has won a championship before. We just don't have that this year. We don't have a Cinderella team. Let's take a look at the the Sweet 16 games that are coming up. And and to me, I, I enjoy the first round, not the playing round, not that goofy Tuesday night play-in game between the two 16s or whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean. The first round. The real first round. I enjoy the Thursday-Friday games. Those, to me, are, are great. You've got basketball, literally. Uh, I, I know locally here, uh, Mountain Standard Time, we've got it from 10 a.m. to like 11 p.m. I mean, you've got basketball on all day. I love that round. Um, but the Sweet 16 round, to me, is really where it's at because now we've gotten down to the... You don't have... You know, the, the huge blowouts usually. You don't have this huge disparity of talent, uh, between the teams. And so the Sweet 16 round is always the, the most fun to me because you still have a lot of games. You still have a ton of games. Um, you're going to have eight games going between, uh, Thursday and Friday. And, and then you'll have another four going on Friday or Saturday and Sunday. So I, I love this round. Uh, but you, you start to weed out some, you know, the 16 seeds that, that shouldn't quite be there and, and the team that just kind of scraped its way in and won its conference tournament, but we know they're probably outmatched when they get there. This to me is the most fun round to watch. I'm going to, I want to throw something out to you. I, I just want to lob this out to you because, you know, when you think of basketball, when you think of basketball history, where do you, where do you think of? What place? Specifically, what place do you think of? You, you know, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of different things. I mean, the game of basketball, you know, created by James Naismith, it, it, it was, you know, it was created basically in Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, you know, he had the peach bucket. They basically were playing with kind of a modified soccer ball and it was something to do inside when the weather was bad. So, so maybe when you think of like basketball history, you think of, of Massachusetts. Uh, you know, the, the basketball hall of fame is in Massachusetts, in Springfield. That's where it's at. So there's a lot of history. Uh, there's a lot of, of basketball back in that part of country. Maybe you think of Indiana. Obviously, you know, the Hoosiers and Hoosier hysteria. Um, not sure if you know this, but Indiana was one of the last, uh, states to go away from having classless basketball, which, which, what I mean by that, um, is that, Every school, and you saw it in the movie Hoosiers, 
any school, it, it didn't matter the size of the school. You didn't, you weren't separated by class. You played whoever was in your region. That's just who you played. And so you could have that small school, uh, you know, like happened in Hoosiers, which is based on a true story. Uh, you could have that small school go through. So maybe you think of Indiana. Are you aware that the biggest high school gyms, uh, in the United States, of course, are in, uh, I mean, like 13 uh, or 12 of the top 15 are all in Indiana. Uh, you've got, uh, Newcastle, uh, Central, I think Seymour, Richmond, um, I, I mean, uh, Marion High School is, is got a huge one. And, and when you think of, of the gym sizes, uh, uh Newcastle High School back in Indiana seats over 9,000 people in a high school gym. Uh, Central is, is over, uh, I think it's around 8,300 people. Uh, Marion is, is over 7,500. I mean, these gyms are huge. So when you think of, you know, basketball and basketball history, Indiana obviously has to come up on the map for you, doesn't it? Indiana is a huge, huge state in basketball. I'm going to throw out some names for you though. And I just want you to think about what these people have in common. I just want you to think about this a little bit. I'm going to give you some names. Are you ready? Mark Turgeon. Eddie Sutton, Lon Kruger, Mark Fox, Larry Brown, Tad Boyle, Roy Williams, Cotton Fitzsimmons, Dick Harp, Bob Huggins, Bill Guthridge, Bruce Weber, Fog Allen, Bill Self, Dean Smith, oh, and James Naismith. What do all these people have in common? They all coached or were born in the state of Kansas. Kansas has a ton of basketball history. And you look at the coaches, you know, that are, that are back there now, obviously with Bill Self, uh, Greg Marshall, at Wichita State, uh, you know, Bruce Weber, uh, back there at K State. Uh, the state of Kansas has a ton of basketball history. You know, I talked earlier just a little bit about Lon Kruger. Lon Kruger has taken five different teams and won a tournament game. Kansas State, Illinois, Florida, Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV, and now Oklahoma. Some really, really good coaches come out of the state of Kansas. Jumping over to the NBA, the Oklahoma City Thunder got some news this past week that they did not want. Uh, Kevin Durant is now out indefinitely with soreness in that right foot. You might remember, uh, you know, he had that screw inserted back in October. And maybe this is no big deal. Maybe this is just they're, they're trying to be safe. Let me tell you this. Big men, and sometimes we don't always think of, of Durant being as big as he is, but, I mean, he's, he's nearly seven feet tall. Uh, doesn't, you know, he plays out on the perimeter a lot. But he's a, he's a big guy. And when you think of big men and foot problems, it's not good. I, let me just throw a few names out there. And, and I'm not talking, you know, seven footers necessarily, but big guys and foot problems in the NBA, uh, bad, bad things happen. Bill Walton, Yao Ming. Uh, I mean, you, even, even guys that were, you know, the six, seven and six, eight, Grant Hill, Penny Hardaway, all foot problems. The Oklahoma City Thunder had better be cautious with this because I hope this isn't something where we see this is, this affects Durant. For the rest of his career, there have been guys that come back from foot injuries. Michael Jordan, for one, you might remember his second year in the league breaks his foot. Uh, you know, they kept him out. They probably kept him out longer than he wanted to, 
but Jordan was able, obviously, to come back. Uh, you hope, you hope this isn't something that affects his career. Here's the question that I have. This season, is it going to spiral out of control for the Thunder? I know we've seen Russell Westbrook look amazing, showing that, hey, I'm going to take this team over, and, and we're still going to press forward, and we are still going to win games. And, and at times, they look very good. At times, Westbrook is capable of carrying them. But what if they miss the playoffs? What if they don't make it? They're still in that you know very precarious spot of right around the eighth spot. What if they don't make it? And if the season does kind of finish with that bad taste in everyone's mouth, do we see Kevin Durant leave? Contracts up after this year. You know, the, the thing that this reminds me of is just how hard it is to win. I know a lot of times we like to throw that out there of, of well, so-and-so only won this many championships and so-and-so only won this many Super Bowls. When you look at a season like what Oklahoma City is having, you had injuries to Westbrook. Then you had the injury to Durant. Then you had the injury to Ibaka. You had another injury to Westbrook. Now you have Durant out indefinitely. It just shows how much kind of luck it takes to win a championship. Everything has to come together. And things like this just push you back further. I want to talk just a little bit about NFL free agency. Because the free agency period is kind of winding down. It's kind of you know finishing off. I think NFL free agency is a little bit overrated. I'm going to be honest. I don't think you build your team through free agency. I think you build your team through the draft and, and through being smart and through getting the right players in free agency when they're available in the right situations. That's when you see uh, the teams really, really improve. Uh, I looked at some of the teams just, just kind of looking around. And, you know, some of the some of the things that I really liked were just teams that kept their own players. I mean, the Green Bay Packers, they, they, they re-signed Randall Cobb. Uh, they re-sign uh, Brian Balaga, and, and 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 I'm like, that's a that's those are good moves. They're, they're both young players, 24, 25 years old. They kept their own. That's as good as, as some of these teams that are going out and signing all these high price free agents. And I look at a you know teams like Oakland or or Buffalo, and, and yes, they got some players that that might be better, but you overpaid so much for them. I don't know if it helps you in the long run. I look at a team uh, like the Minnesota Vikings. Who, yes, they didn't really lose anybody. And they got Mike Wall, Mike Wallace, the wide receiver from, from Miami. I don't know if that helps you. Mike Wallace is kind of a prima donna who seems to have problems wherever he goes. He doesn't really seem to get along too well in the locker room. So Minnesota can talk about, oh, look who we added and we, we kept all, yeah, but you, you might have just added a big, big problem. And so when I look at free agency, I don't, I don't know how much it means because it, it seems like, uh, sometimes free agency is just a little bit overblown. If you go out and sign a bunch of people, I, I, I guess you, you figure you won at free agency, but I don't know if you really did. I know that the most active teams in the past few years in free agency have been teams like Tampa Bay and the Jets and the Jaguars, and we know how they finish every single year. I will say the team, the team that has probably been hurt the most this offseason, and it's not even close, is the San Francisco 49ers. When you look at the players that the Niners have lost, it is absolutely amazing. San Francisco has had a tough, tough offseason so far. I mean, they have lost a ton of players. It really is crazy. And and some of that, maybe that's, you know, maybe that's their coach leaving. I don't know. But it really is crazy when you look at what has happened to San Francisco. That was a team that was going to the championship game or the Super Bowl, it seemed like, every year for a while. They may uh, 
they may be falling on some some tough times here real real soon. It's going to be interesting to see exactly how it works out for the for the 49ers. I mean, new coach, new players, a quarterback that sometimes seems like he forgets how to play the position. It's going to be an interesting team to keep an eye on. When you just look at at, at the losses that they've had, I mean, Ray McDonald gone, Stevie Johnson gone, Chris Borland retires, uh, Chris Culver's gone, Mikey Potty's gone, uh, Frank Gore is gone, their coach is gone. There's a lot of of you know things that have happened there. Hey, you got Tory Smith though. I guess there's that. Um, I guess Tory Smith will fix things. Hey, as we do every single week, we've got to get to the daily dose top five this week. And, and the Daily Dose Top 5, you know, it can go a, a certain different way, and it just kind of depends. It is a March Madness-flavored Daily Dose Top 5 this week. You know, there are certain unwritten rules in sports. And and if you don't know what I mean, there are just certain rules. I don't. They're not exactly written down. It's not that I would, I, I would put them down anywhere. But there are certain unwritten rules in the world of sports. Um, winners stay. When you're playing basketball and your team wins, winners stay on the court. Losers walk. Losers walk was always, always one that we always had if you were, if you were playing certain sports. Um, you know, certain unwritten rules, you don't walk over the pitcher's mound. That's just a rule. Um, I don't care what kind of bat you had when you were getting ready to swing. You always had the logo facing you. There, there are just certain rules that you have. If you are up by like, uh, you know, more than 20 in basketball, you don't press. That's just a rule. You just don't do those things. It's not written down anywhere. Um, but there are just certain unwritten rules in the world of sports that you just kind of abide by. Uh, another rule that you might not know. If you are at a sporting event in Los Angeles, I think it is written, it might even be written down somewhere, but I think it's unwritten. Uh, you have to leave early. That's just, that's w- when you're at a sporting event in LA, you leave the game early. Like, uh, I don't know, third quarter or something. Seventh inning, something like that. You, j- that's, they're just rules that everybody knows and you just, you just abide by them. I'm going to throw out five new rules for March Madness. Five new rules for March Madness. And, and some of this has to do with some brackets. Some of this has to do with, uh, you know, just March Madness rules. If you are a March Madness fan and you love March Madness and, and March Madness, I've told you before, it is the one sporting event every year that actually lives up to the hype that we heap on it. Super Bowl is not always good. World Series sometimes is on the gardening network. Uh, NBA playoffs sometimes are, are not always great. NHL, again, back to the gardening network. Uh, but, March Madness is good every single year, but there are some rules that we need to put in just for, just for certain situations, just for certain people, because these, these instances come up again and again and again, and we need these rules out there. So here are the Daily Dose top five new rules for March Madness. You might want to write these down. You might want to write these down. Number five, no more. I almost picked that upset in my bracket or what might even be worse? I almost picked that upset in my bracket. Oh, I almost picked that. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 I almost picked Georgia State to beat Baylor. I don't care. If, if you almost did, it doesn't count. You either had to do it or you didn't. Here's the one that's even worse, though. This is the one that's worse. And I've heard this a number of times just this season. I picked that upset in one of my brackets. No, 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 no. You don't get to claim that. You don't get to say, I picked that in one of my brackets. Unless you picked it. Or unless you picked it in every bracket, you can't just hedge your bets and say, oh, I picked it in one of my brackets. I filled out 37 brackets, and in one of them, I picked that. 
Yeah, I picked heads unless it was tails, and then I picked tails. No, no, no. No more, I almost picked the upset, and no more, I picked that that upset in one of my brackets. Doesn't count. You can't say it anymore. Number four on our list, unwritten rules, March Madness. No more ultimatums, considering this is a single elimination tournament. And what I mean by that is when we look at some of these teams, and you look at like UCLA, should UCLA have gotten in? Well, they won, so they they should have been in. No, 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 not so fast. It's all about matchups. And they draw someone like SMU who's who's not a great matchup. That doesn't mean they belonged. That just means they won a game. That's still I still don't think UCLA should have gotten in. And when I look at a team like say and 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 I've told you I told you last week I didn't care if Colorado State got in that you play in a mid major. If you can't get in out of sixty eight teams, I don't feel bad for you. But when CSU loses in the NIT in the first round, does that mean they didn't belong? No, no, I, I don't have any idea. I think it means they're a little bit soft and obviously felt sorry for themselves and pouted and lost in the NIT. But when it's a single elimination tournament, I can't take ultimatums from that. It's kind of in same in other sports too. When I look at, at sometimes at like the NFL playoffs, those are single elimination playoffs. We can make these ultimatums of, well, Bill Belichick is the greatest coach ever. But you were 30 seconds away from losing a game. It's that close. So I can't make these crazy ultimatums uh, in a single elimination tournament because so many things can happen. Was Connecticut the greatest college basketball team last year? I don't know. They were the greatest in the tournament at that time. They were hot at that time. That's all I can take from it. I can't make these these crazy all-time statements. It doesn't fit in a single elimination tournament. It doesn't work that way. Um Yes, UCLA has won two games. And and should Indiana or Texas have been in there? I, I, I don't think so. And it doesn't matter if they win or if they lose. That, it, that doesn't change you, you know, th- those things. They should have been there, shouldn't have been there. I, I can't make these huge ultimatums in single elimination tournaments. It doesn't work that way. Uh, number three, no bashing collegiate college players based on how they're going to do professionally. I heard someone say this, went to a local establishment. I heard someone say this uh, where we were at watching some games, watching Wichita State, and someone says, well, Ron Baker's never going to make it in the NBA. Who cares? I, I don't care. I don't care. You know, certain people just like professional sports. They love the NFL. Uh, they love the NBA. They, they they love professional sports. Certain people just like college. Me, I like both. I like, I like the mix of the two. Uh, but the differences are what make them great. I realize that, you know, players like maybe Anderson Hunt at UNLV isn't going to be great in the NBA. I understand that. But he was great in college. And that's kind of what makes college sports so cool is the fact that he was great in college. When I see Ron Baker with Wichita State, and and, and I don't necessarily, I don't just discount him and say he can't play in the NBA. I think he has a lot better skill set than people think he has. He's much better defensively, I think, than people think he is. But when I look at these players and I say, uh, couldn't they go to the next level? I don't know. I, I don't know. But I, I'm not going to just sit there and say, well, hey, Tim Tebow's never going to be great in the NFL. I don't care. I don't care. I'm watching college right now. And that's what makes college athletics great is because you have players like that. You have the Jeff Shepherds. You have the Juan Dixons. You have the players that for whatever reason, they're in the right spot for the right time. And they are a great player collegiately. I don't want to hear about what they're going to do at the next level. I don't care. I could care less. Johnny Manziel was great in college. Is he going to be great in the NFL? Doesn't look that way. 
But you know what? He was really, really fun to watch in college. Enjoy it while you have it. Number two on my list. No cheering for a number one seed over a number 16 seed. And here's what I heard. I was at a game. This was probably uh, two or three years ago. I was at a game. And we were watching. Um, it, it was uh, it was Arizona. It was Arizona last year playing Weber State. And Weber State was up early. It ended up, Arizona came back and, and, and passed them up and, and ended up winning the game. But we're all at this establishment, and we are cheering for Weber State. Because we're like, hey, what what a great upset this would be. A 16 over a 1, that would be incredible. And we have these morons that are going, that would ruin my bracket if they if they actually won it. I don't want to. Do you, do you have any grasp of what you're watching? You might be seeing history. You could be seeing something that has never happened before. You're not allowed to cheer for the one over the 16 because it would ruin your bracket. Dumbest thing I've ever seen. Do you think, do you think when David beat Goliath, do you think there were like some Israelites saying, you know, this is going to ruin my bracket. I, I had, I had a Goliath winning the whole thing. Or like, uh, like back in, in colonial time, did you, did you have like colonists saying, you know, I had the British going all the way in my pool. I hope, seriously, you might be seeing something you've never seen before. Cheer for the 16. Come on, have some sense. I realize it's probably not going to happen, but you, you got to at least, don't give me that it's going to ruin my bracket. Idiots. Number one, new rules for March Madness. Number one, right here. And, and I don't know if this one's going to be popular, but I honestly feel no bashing of Dick Vital. I actually overheard this when we were watching games this last week. And, and I know uh, it's not on ESPN, but, but Vital was doing some pregame stuff and, and he does. And I heard, oh, he's so cheesy and, and oh, he's so stupid. And he's just this old guy and he doesn't even know. Yes, I get that Dick Vital, it, it's, you know, kind of a shtick and, 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 but it's real. I mean, he, it, it really is real. But did you know? Did you know that Dick Vitale gives five scholarships every year out of his own pocket annually to boys and girls clubs? Did you know that Dick Vitale has a new book out called It's Awesome Baby, 75 Years of Memories, A Lifetime of Opinions on the Game? And 100% of the proceeds from that book go to the Jimmy V Foundation for Cancer Research. Did you know that? Don't bash Dickie V. Yes, it's kind of cheesy. I I understand. But you couldn't find a better guy and a great spokesman for the game of basketball. And he means it. He means it. It's not fake. That's absolutely who he is. You know, I was fortunate enough to see a a five-star basketball camp that, that Dick Vitale was at. And, and for those of you who don't know, at some of these coaches clinics, what you have is you have coaches up in the stands and then you have a coach down on the floor and he has some players come in and they're running some of his drills or running some of his offense or his defense or whatever it might be. And Dick Vitale was out there talking and he was talking to a player that had kind of caught his attention during the drills. They have, they have local teams come in, might be high school team, might be a, a small college or whatever come in and do the drills. And, and I saw Dick Vitale. He was talking to a kid that had just kind of impressed him with his hustle. And he said, son, where are you going to be going to college next year? Uh, and the kid said, I, I'm not. I, I don't have the money. I don't have the opportunity to do that. Dick Vitale kind of was taken aback and he said, Oh, you need to be going. You, you have some ability. And, uh, he said, you know what? I, I'm going to make this happen for you. I'm going to pay a hundred percent of your tuition and your books. You're going to college. Saw that with my own eyes. 
Dick Vitale is a is a great guy. He's a legend. And no, I'm not getting any money for plugging his book or, or telling you anything about him. I'm just telling you, no bashing Dickie V. The guy's an institution. You got to enjoy it. Come off your high horse. And, and you can't. When I heard that the other day, oh my God, I can't believe he's still doing that. So stupid. But y- yes, I know. But you can't bash Dick Vitale. That is your top five new rules for March Madness. Hey, like I said, we do have a little bit different of a week for you. Maybe you're a longtime listener. Maybe you've been listening to The Daily Dose since the beginning. Maybe you are brand new to the show. Never fear, we will be getting you caught up this week with our style of unique sports talk. Hey, I have to say thank you all so much for listening to The Daily Dose on your Thursday. For all of you that share the show, thank you so much. And if you're not, hey, reach out to that neighbor. Reach out to that coworker, to that family member, and let them know there is a sports podcast you might need to check out. And remember, if you're not subscribed to The Daily Dose, wherever it is that you listen, please click that little follow or subscribe button so that you are sure not to miss a single episode. I have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great Thursday.